This is the Adoptive Mom Podcast. Adoption may look different for each family, but we need solidarity from other crazy people who took this leap. And that is what we do here. We encourage, we build up, we share the wins and losses. We lean on each other and we get through this together. Thanks for joining us. friends and welcome back to the show. You're listening to season eight, episode 111 of the Adoptive Mom podcast with me, your host, Alex Fitton. I'm so glad you're listening today as we continue our season showcasing adoption influencers from all over the internet, sharing their hearts about adoption with the masses. Today, I want to introduce you guys to Milena Rogers. If you're not already following this self-love hype girl and adoptee influencer run, don't walk to do so now. Milena may be the most full of life person I've ever talk to. And thankfully for us, her energy and joy are impossibly infectious. She is going to share with us her journey from growing up, not knowing a ton about her bio family to miraculously finding them as an adult. It's such a cool story. And I am so psyched for y'all to hear it. I do have to include that Milena is self-described as fully real and raw and herself, which I love. And her colorful and vibrant personality translates into some of the language she uses during this interview. Milena loves Jesus and curse words. So I just wanted to give those of you who like to listen with little ears around a heads up before we get into our conversation. Before we jump in though, I want to remind you guys to sign up for Mama Mail. I'm not going to blow up your inbox or anything, pinky promise, but this is an easy way to keep up with the show and all things The Adoptive Mom and get some extra encouragement to brighten your week as well. Mama Mailers got this very episode delivered straight to their inbox bright and early today, along with a note from me, our blog features for the week, and lots, lots more. It's free and easy to sign up. So just head to the adoptivemompodcast.com slash community or check the link in the show notes and click it and go sign up there. Okay. Let's go talk to Helena Rogers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Adoptive Mom Podcast, and welcome to my guest tonight, Milena Rogers. I said tonight, but you know, it's whenever you're actually listening. That's fine, too. Uh, I am still excited to talk to you at all times. How are you doing, Milena? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's like getting warmer when we're recording right now, so this is the sweet spot, and I live in Arkansas, so it's like this, you know, like half a month where it's it's before like hellfire season and <laughs> after like frozen tundra. So I'm going to enjoy it while I can. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. Forget where are you? Where do you live? I'm in Utah. So it's, it's kind of playing games on us right now. It was 85 degrees today. And then this weekend's it's supposed to be back to the fifties. Utah just can't get a shit together, but it's fine. Oh yeah. We like, <laughs> it was like frozen. It like snowed. like Bryant, my husband mowed the lawn and then the next day it snowed. <laughs> what is this? Anyway, and that's on weather with Alex and Malena. <laughs> um, okay, just take a second and introduce us to you and your family. 
All right. So my name is Melina. I am 33 years old, even though I don't feel like most days, I still feel freaking like I'm in my 20s. <laughs> I am a mom of three kids. I stay home for the most part, have a couple little side jobs here and there that I do. Um, I am crazy into self-love. If you've seen any of my social media, huge into it because I think every single body type just needs to be loved and empowered. And I am hugely all of a sudden so passionate about adoption because I'm an adoptee. And I think it's the most amazing thing to get stories out there. So I'm super excited that you asked me to come do this. I'm so pumped for it. Um, I'm so excited. I, I got to be on your, it's not a podcast, right? But like the thing that you do, and that was really, really fun. Um, the like little Instagram show, not little, that was a mean word to use. It's not little. (laughs) I just mean like the Instagram show that you do, I got to be on it and I got to hear just a little snapshot of your story. And it was so cool. And I was, you know, when I actually started booking out recordings for the next season of my show, I was like, I gotta have her on this this season. (laughs) So I'm really excited and pumped to hear all about your story. Um, okay. So yeah. And you're an adoptee, but you're not an adoptive mom. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, I can't wait to jump all into your story. So yeah, just take us back to the beginning, man. Okay. So I was adopted at two weeks old, kind of crazy. I'll backtrack a little bit there. So my parents, they both had like an impression from God and were like separate. And then my dad's like, we need to go on a drive. So I took my mom on a drive and then they're driving. And my dad's like, I think we need to adopt. Mind you, they have four biological children of their own. Their youngest is seven. And my mom's like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel. <clears throat> and so it's just kind of crazy how the way my, I, my, it's just crazy how fast it went. My parents contacted people, got a lawyer that was close around them. Wham, bam, a couple months later, my mom was in Columbia, like six months down the road. She was in Columbia down there for a month. It's just crazy how everything fell into place. She was down there for a couple of weeks until the courts opened. Courts opened, was able to get like all the papers signed over, got me, brought me back home. And it was just crazy. And like my mom said, my siblings were so, 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 so excited. So I am, which I didn't know this was a world word until recently when I had shared my story someplace else. I didn't know it's like a trans racial adoption. I never knew that was an actual yeah. word yeah. for it because my family is white, Caucasian, whatever you want to call it. And so um, I legit was talking to my mom about this the other day, had the best, hands down, the best childhood with the kids that were in my neighborhood. Ironically, all of us were kind of like, (laughs) two of them were surprises to their parents and their parents were older, but like all of us were born at the same time and it was just great. And again, they were all white. And for me, I never saw me like I was never treated any different with them I like growing up I never had any of that I mean people would ask stupid questions like well do you think she's gonna know she's adopted oh yeah then hello like I'm brown they're white like two together but my childhood was amazing like I couldn't have asked for a better childhood with the friends that I had and my parents every step of the way they I was they I knew I was loved wholeheartedly loved they always, you know, said that I was meant to be in their family. They were so open about my birth mom and how grateful they were, what she did, that she sacrificed, that she wanted me to have a better life because they saved um, this huge, my dad put together this huge book of papers for me, like their whole journey to get me. And it was just wonderful and amazing. And in there, you know, she, my birth mom stated that she just plain and simple couldn't provide for me 
and wanted me to have a better life. So my dad took a picture. He framed a picture for me of an older brother and an older sister. And then they said I had another older brother, but he lived with a grandma. So he wasn't pictured. But that made me, I loved that because growing up, it was kind of hard to see how my siblings had so many similarities with my parents, so many similarities with each other in the physical aspect and even some mannerisms. And for me, I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, that's, it's, it's hard. It's nobody's fault, but it's hard because there's like a piece of your heart that's missing that it's like, I, I don't look like them. Like, I just don't look them. And so my hope, my hope was as I grew older and grew up, I would find somebody, you know, I would be able to have children and have somebody look like me enough, married my husband, had our first, she ended up being a girl. I just remember holding her. And I remember just, I'm not one of those moms that cried how everybody's like, I held my first baby and I just bawled. I'm like, well, I'm not one of those, but just so much emotion came over me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this person looks like me. And to me, that was so surreal. Granted, she's half my husband too, but like, it just was so crazy and just so beautiful and <sighs> trying to search out my birth family growing up was something I was never interested in. There's kind of like, I don't know, weird stigma put around it with my family, kind of like, well, you're from Columbia and it's like capital of drugs and there's so much bad and blah, blah, blah. And so like, just kind of psych me out. So younger, I'm like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. And then it wasn't until I turned 30, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe we'll give this a shot. We had our next baby. Um, oh, he was just, he came out and his smile percent like me he got my cheek dimples and I was just so freaking excited because it was just so freaking cute he looks like his dad now until he smiles and he looks like me but <laughs> so so I was just like my husband I'm like hey I think I think I may want to do this and my husband is just amazing he's like hey, I'm on board whatever you want 100% I'm on board and I'm like well I really don't want to find a private eye and play hundreds of thousands of dollars and maybe with social media the way that it is we can try that route. He's like, okay. So he was awesome. And every Monday night he would take care of the kids while I'd go on Facebook. And I started doing Facebook lives <laughs> and, um, week after week after week did, um, my parents gave me some names, search people on Facebook. They're, they're kind of dead end. My husband landed a job. First place he went was Columbia. He made contacts there. You were able to find her on like their welfare program is I guess kind of what you would call it the same similar here in the States. Um, but that was kind of a dead end. No, nothing to contact her or anything like that. And so then I had a friend who she's watching my Facebook lives and she's like, oh my gosh, you're never going to like, this is crazy. I had a friend just post, she used to work for an adoption agency. She just posted, she wants to help somebody find their birth family completely free, but you have to be with the understanding that you can't be mad if it's a bad outcome. And you can't be mad if it takes forever. And, you know, you can't be mad if it's a dead end. I'm like, done, sold. I don't even know how I feel about it anyway. So I'm just going to jump full force into it. Let's do this. Yeah. But I was connected. And, you know, she started asking me for things. And I'd hear kind of in and out from her. Like, I started all of this Mother's Day. It's so crazy because Mother's Day is in a couple of days. Mother's Day of 2017 is when I started it. And then it took her a couple months kind of in and out, in and out. And then I remember very vividly me and my cousin my husband had just went and um they watch with the rock <laughs> we had just seen that and the credits were going and I got a message from her and she's like I think we found her 
And in my mind, I'm like, holy shit. Like, so then I like look at my husband and I show him and he's like, oh my gosh. And then I show my cousin because he's like my little brother and they're like, oh my gosh. And so then she's sending pictures and I'm like, it's her. I'm like, it's hundred percent her. Like, and then I came home and compared the only picture I had of her to it. And did she had shorter hair and she looked older, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that's her. She started giving me siblings names. I started making, trying to make connections with them on Facebook and they were very skeptical because they're like, who the crap is this? Well, come to find out they had no clue about me. She never told them. Yeah. And I am one of seven children in that family and I'm smacked out in the middle and me and the one underneath me were 18 months apart. So it's kind of crazy because it's like, well, when kids are little, you know, they, they notice things, but things like that kind of phase out. They probably don't, I mean, they never saw me. They probably saw her with a belly for the super, super long time. Cause she was pregnant, like immediately after with my younger brother. So they didn't know. So they're like, we need proof. So I started sending him kind of what would be like her social here in the States. I have it on a document. I'm like, well, this is what I have that I can give you proof. Here's her signature. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's her. And so then the girl that was helping me made like direct contact with a brother that lived with her. And she's like, Hey, we've made contact. And she wants to speak to you this Sunday. Mind you, this was like within a couple days. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. Like, okay. And so then ironically, I have the youngest brother. Um, he speaks English and Spanish. And I'm like, there is no freaking coincidence that he speaks English and Spanish. Like, holy cow. He lives with his godmother. He didn't grow up with my mom, lives with his godmother. He has siblings that would travel back and forth to the States. And when they'd come home to Columbia, they'd only speak English. So he was only ever allowed to speak English. And so he texts me. He's like, I know English well enough. Like, you know, you can talk to her. So then we called, you know, video chat and it was so crazy. And he picks up, he's like, hi. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And my first thing, and I can like, I'm feeling all the feels again right now is like, these people look like me. Like, that's just so crazy. Like, even though I'm pretty sure we don't have the same dads, I'm pretty sure we dads. <laughs> but she won't, she won't say anything about that. So I don't really go there, but it's just so crazy. And like, and so he's like, do you want to talk to our mom first? I'm like, yeah, I would love that. He showed me her and me and her just start crying. And just, it's crazy. The bond that you could feel and we're not even like physically touching because hello, I was in this woman for nine months. Like, yeah, you know, so just the bond and, you know, she was saying all these things in Spanish and I'm just like, okay, okay. And he was translating and vice versa. And it was just so beautiful. And she's just like, you know, I'm so happy. You're happy. Ironically, I just started praying for you a couple months ago, right. When I started doing my Facebook lives, it's just so crazy. And so we were all talking and everybody's crying. And it was just so nice to meet everybody. And ever since then, it's just been so beautiful because it's, they've been able to be a part of, you know, my life now. And I've wanted to get down there. Timing just hasn't been right between kids. And now the beautiful way that the world is right now, that's even harder to get anywhere. So we haven't been able to go. Ironically, my husband's actually there right now, but he has to go for work. So, um, and he gets to do all that fun stuff and it's Columbia is crazy right now. So I don't really care to go. They're having their own set of problems. Yeah. It's just been so much fun to see in talking to them over video, like 
the mannerisms that we have, like they'll turn and do certain faces and things like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, holy cow. Like, and so she's extremely short. My birth mom is, but I just, I just can't wait for that day until I can actually meet them in person and hug them. And just my main purpose for seeking her out was just to tell her, thank you. I mean, obviously it's scary. Cause I'm like, I'm going to get rejected. She's not going to want to do anything to do with me. Like, why was I the only one given up when there's seven other kids, all these questions, but it's just been good and healing and bonding and wonderful and amazing and all those things. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. That's so, that's so happy. Like it's such a, that, I mean, that was the first question I wrote down to, to ask you is like, you, you could have not chosen joy. You know what I mean? Like you could have been bitter. You could have been a lot of things and you didn't like you chose joy. You chose gratefulness. So like, I mean, why? I just, I love that. And I think that and this is not me saying, cause obviously your story is going to be super unique to you. And there's a million other adoptees stories that are completely different, but you know, what, what's different about your story where you were like, I'm going to choose to see the best parts of everyone involved, even, even though there's flaws, even though there's sadness, even though there's brokenness, because we all know, I mean, that's what adoption is. It's born out of brokenness and it can be beautiful or it can be not. And, you know, hopefully this new kind of found like adoption culture that we're, we're able to talk through and especially adoptees voices that are becoming more elevated. All of these things are amazing, but I feel like you're kind of on the forefront of that. Like you're not born out of that movement. You're kind of the one birthing it, you know? Um, so yeah, what, what made you choose to have this, this attitude that you do? Honestly, I think if it would have been any other time in my lifetime, it would have been not the way it is. <clears throat> when I turned 30, I don't know. I wasn't happy with myself. I was, you know, and this is not to be like, oh, everybody get fit, but I was extremely not healthy and overweight, 40 pounds overweight, just not happy, like doing everything to like not love who I was. And my husband, he's the best man ever. As long as I've known him, he's always loved me for me. He's like always supported me in everything I wanted to do. And so it was hard to be like, well, you know, why is he married to me? Why does he want to have kids with me? I don't know exactly what it was, but something was just in like, Melena, you're worth it. And you need to start taking care of yourself. And so as I started that journey, I don't know, it was just something that I'm like, I'm going to do this. And no matter how it happens, it's going to happen for a reason. And I think more than, I don't, I don't know. It's just. I was like, might as well put myself out there. I've already, you know, I've done so much to build myself up and to be confident and to love who I am. If this is something that's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. But I can't go through it being bitter and nasty because more than anything, I think what it just came down to is that if she hadn't have done what she did, I hate it. I get so freaking emotional. (laughs) I would not have the life that I have. I wouldn't have my husband. I would not have my three babies. I would, hell, I wouldn't even know you, Alex. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because of this little thing that she did, I am able to know the people that I know and be so lucky and surrounded and meet some pretty freaking amazing women over social media that I don't like, you know, like if I were to see you in the street, I'd freaking jump you and be like, hey, like, <laughs> Likewise, man. Likewise. It just is what it is. I think that more than anything, 
I mean, my parents were just so awesome, but more than anything, I just felt like I'm just, I'm just so lucky. I'm just so lucky. And the older I've gotten, the more I've seen, like, it's not that way and doing these adoption stories. And so I'm just trying to be a bright light, but you know, I mean, obviously there was crap that went down. I mean, everybody has crap in their life, but I just, I chose to go with it and to be happy about it. And like I said, any other time in my life, I don't think it would have been good, but where I was at at that time in my life, I think that's why it panned out the way it panned out. Yeah. Well, and I mean, isn't that just kind of funny when we look back over our lives and we see the things that felt so important at the time, or like they were such a big deal at the time. And then the the older you get, the more you mature, you're able to look back and say like, especially in light of the kingdom, like you, you're like, wow, that that's just not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like there are the big things like being adopted and like all the good things, but then there are the things that are just like, why did I stress so much over that? And again, I want to stress that like your, your story is unique to you. There are other adoptees that have different stories and like, they might be a big deal, but I just, I love that. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of was afraid of my thirties and now I'm 31 and I'm like, Oh, this is what people are talking about. Like, it's kind of awesome. You just kind of are like, I am who I am and you're good with it. And that's beautiful. And that's something that you fight for so much just on your Instagram page, which I love. I love that you have all these layers, like on the forefront of your Instagram is all about self-love is all about building up like women and, um, helping us to under understand that we are worth it, that we are loved, that we are good enough already, you know, all of these things. And then you get to like peel back the layers and you're like, Oh, this girl has so much of a story. Like, it's not just like you woke up and you're like, I'm going to dance around on Instagram, you know? I love that. So tell me about that a little bit. Like what made you be like, this is too good not to share. I don't know. My, my childhood was hardened to where with my sisters, this was not their fault. They are genetically built a lot smaller per se, I guess you could say than me. Genetically, I'm not built that way. And it was hard. And I was one of those girls that would look down at my thighs, which I know every girl's had this thought in high school, seeing them squish on the chair. And I'm sorry, but kids, it's teenagers, kids, they're just assholes, okay? Because everybody's so insecure with themselves anyway. So they feel like the only way that they can project is just being jerks. And so it's hard. It's hard. And that's one thing I want younger girls to see is like, life is so good, especially when you get older. And you just don't give a shit no more. Like you just don't like my kids are going to think I'm crazy. I love where I'm at. I'm always going to be this way. They're going to hate when I have dance parties, when they bring dates over and go to prom. And I'm like, (laughs) but I'm like, I, I don't care. It's just like, I had, I had to find that. And my mom always told me too growing up like she's like you're somebody that brings people together Melena you're somebody that has always brought our family together with like things with my siblings he's like you're just happy and I feel like I have always been such like I've just I've been a happy kid I mean like after kids and stuff it that's like the darkest I've ever felt because it was hard it was different it was new was doing things that I'd never experienced before and just your mind and so I don't know I've just always felt that way and this is one thing not to be like, oh, look at me, but people always, they've always commented on my smile. Like always they're like, girl, you smile. And it's like, bam. And I'm just like, okay. And so I don't, I'd rather, I'm at a point in my life. I just rather 
feel people up with joy, be real and raw and honest about everything, the good, the bad, because people need to see the bad with the good because Instagram sometimes is just like, good, 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 and you don't see any humanity in some of them influencer people. <laughs> it's just like, no, come on. Remember that you're a mom and you screamed like a crazy person last night when your kids wouldn't go to bed. Like, Amen. You know, those kinds of things. I don't know. I just, I would just rather go out with the bang, being my true self, all those kinds of things. And that, I mean, it takes time. And I wish I would have known this when I was in high school and junior high and younger, but it's just something that, unfortunately, you just have to grow and learn. And dude, once 30 came on, I'm just like, yes, bring it on. I'm ready for this. And I've heard it just gets better from here on out. Like, I'm just going to keep away. I'm going to be 90 and dancing and my great grandchildren will be like, you're crazy. I'll be like, get in here with me. You know, it's so funny because like I've heard that you watch like, I don't know if you've seen like parody videos where it's talking about like the downside of your 30s and it's like random aches and pains, like one glass of wine and you have a hangover for half a day. And I'm like, but but that's like, yes, those things are real. It's like, those things are very real. Uh, But then besides that, it's like all the other stereotypes are true, too, where you're just kind of like. I don't care. I don't care what you think anymore. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care, you know, and it's like, that's so freeing. And when you're in your twenties or your teens, especially, it's really hard to believe that like, oh, I'm just suddenly not going to care what my classmate down the hall thinks. Sure. Okay. You know, like I remember my mom telling me that, like, just say, so what? And walk away. And I was like, okay, mom, (laughs) you don't know. You don't know what it's like, but like, I get it now, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I do, I want to ask you because the majority of these listeners of mine are adoptive moms. So I think that the question, you know, you talked about how you just loved the way you grew up. You loved your childhood. You loved the family you were adopted into and all of these things. So like, what, what did they do? Right. Like help us to learn from them. How did you feel so accepted and loved and not treated any differently? What, what were the, the little things that, um, added up to the big feeling, you know? Um, one of the biggest thing that my parents always did, and I know my mom, even to this day, says she wishes she would have done more of this, but my background, she says she wishes they would have divulged a little bit more with the Colombian background, but my parents bought me every book. I don't even know. T-shirt, Barbie doll, anything of colors of the rainbow, man. They would always, and even to this day, my parents and my in-laws are the cutest and they always buy me a doll's that like are Hispanic or anything like that because they know how important it is to me and they want that for her too and my siblings even though like it's so crazy because growing up it was kind of hard because they're 17 seven seven years between me and the youngest and then obviously goes up from there 13 years between me and the oldest but now that I'm older and I'm married and I'm kind of on that same playing field as that they are there's like no, I don't even know, no differences, no nothing, but my, my siblings made it a mission to include me in everything their entire lives. Like, I remember going on dates with them and their dates, like when they got serious with boyfriends and girlfriends, I remember them just inviting me to do things. They always kept me included. And I know sometimes it's not like that, even with just like biologically, like they went the extra mile to make sure. And I mean, my brothers are my brothers and they don't, they're not all Philly Philly, but I kind of saw an insight to it when my brother was here, when we talked to my, cause he speaks Spanish, talked to my birth mom 
And he just was like, we're just, we're so grateful for her. I know it's probably hard for you, but we just love her. And she's such an amazing woman. And just like to hear those things from your older brother, it's just like, you know, and just they honestly, them and my parents and even my extended family, like I'm so close to cousins and aunts and uncles. And they just, they, I mean, they see me for my brown skin and they're all hella jealous of it if I'm being real. <laughs> but they always just, they've always included me and embraced me. And the older I've gotten and the more they've seen that like, I just own who I am. They own, you know, that I don't give a crap, that I swear like a sailor, even though, you know, and but I love God and I know Jesus loves me, like all those kinds of things. I think I've just gotten closer to people because I'm my real self. And that's how my siblings have always let me be that way. I mean, they've always just embraced me for me and loved me and included me and never, I mean, obviously brothers and sisters, but my parents, I take it back to them always being open about my birth family. And I know it's so different nowadays because so many people are able to be with the open adoptions. It's so closed with my generation of adoptees. A lot of them were closed. Mm -hmm. But just open and honest. And when your kids have questions, just freaking answer them. My mom was always that way, even with not adoption stuff, with everything. She was just open and honest. And if you want to know, she's going to tell you. Sometimes you didn't want to know when you ask questions, but you're going to get the answer. <laughs> and same with my dad. They just so loving and accepting. And not only to me, but you could see how they were with like everybody that came around our family. So I think that just made huge, huge difference. So people weren't scared of me or anything like that. Really. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I love that. Like they weren't like afraid to ask questions or afraid to talk about it. Like it's some off topic thing. And I mean, that's something like even, you know, I did not grow up in an adoptive family, but that was like, my parents were like, we would rather, you know, from us than from some kid at school. So we were always like, we knew no question was off limits. We would never be shamed. It would never be like, we don't talk about that. And I mean, I hope that that's translated into my adoptive family. Um, but I love that. I mean, what you're saying is like you, I think that there, there are so many different schools of thought, you know, there's the, and I love that, like, as we're seeing this culture come forward, we're elevating adoptee voices and we're listening to you guys' experiences more, um, which I mean, should have happened so long ago. I think that there's all these different, you know, theories of like, do we ignore the adoption and act like it's just another kid, nothing to see here, you know? And some people say that some people are like, stop highlighting their adoption. Like that's their entire identity. Um, and then there's some people that are like, no, celebrate their adoption. Talk about it all the time. It's no big deal. It's just like, that's part of their story. That is what it is. It's kind of like race. I feel like for so long, people were afraid to be like, even talk about the fact that someone was a different race standing right next to them. And now people are like, that's weird. Like, just talk about it. Like it's normal because it is. Um, and I love that we're, we're, I don't know, we're, we're finding more things out, but even still it's like confusing, um, for so many people of like, I don't know. Should we talk about it? Should we not? Should we be open about it? Should we not? And I don't know. I love listening to people like you who are so willing to answer those questions and so willing to have a conversation about it and aren't like, no, that's, you know, that's hidden behind all these layers of whatever that you've got to get to, you know? Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love, I don't know. I love your story. I love that you're sharing it so openly on the internet, which is great. Um, and I love that we all get to follow along. So yeah. Um, cool if we get to closing questions? Yeah, no, of course. Awesome. Okay. So what do you wish you had known 
kind of at the beginning of this journey. And I always ask that to adoptive moms, but maybe for you, it's more like at the beginning of this, you know, you sharing your story, you learning more about your story. What do you wish you'd known at the beginning of that journey? Um, to not be as afraid. Mm. I think I was afraid because there's so many hearts involved to hurt people's feelings, which it happened. People's feelings were hurt and you get stomped. You know what I mean? But in the end, when it comes to it, it's my life. People respected it because of the boundaries that I put up. Like this, this is my story. This is my journey. And I'm going to see fit what I need to do to be whole because as an adoptee, as much, as much as amazing and you love that adoptive family that you have, there is a part of you that is missing. And if you want to seek it out, I feel like you have every damn right to seek it out. Feelings are going to be hurt aside, but like you need to know where you come from if you want to. I know some adoptees don't care, don't want to because they've had different backgrounds. But for me, like it, I didn't want to for the longest time because like I said, it was kind of scary. And then I'm like, okay, I think I do. But it's just boundaries. You've got to let people know that you're going to do what you're going to do. And, you know, if feelings get hurt for something that you're not doing to be malicious, just because that's how they're feeling, like that's not on you and just to go for it and not be scared to like do things. Cause yeah, I mean, obviously there's been ups and downs with it, but for the most part, I wish I would have just like tried not to tiptoe so much at first. Cause now I just feel like, eh, what the hell let's do this. I don't care. It's like the whole theme of your life. I love it. Um, I mean, I know this is speculating a little bit, but what do you think that, what do you think would have changed if your birth family had been less receptive or if people had been more vocally against you seeking out those answers, would you have just kind of pushed through or would that have changed your story? I think for sure it would have been hard. Um, but I think for like, like I said, the headspace that I was in, I think I would have been like, okay, you know what? This is what happened. And then I think it would have even more solidified, which is still a solidified that I am where I need to be. If they don't, you know, want any contact with me and want nothing to do with me, you know, that's fine. That's them. That's on them. And I probably, honestly, I would have had, because I do have the most amazing people in my corner, my brothers, my sisters, my parents, my in-laws, my husband, they would have been like, well, they're missing out they're missing out if they don't want to be in your life, like 100%. And I think being able to have people in your life like that, to have your back so mad hardcore, that would have happened. And I mean, you get haters no matter what on, I mean, I get haters on Instagram here and there. And it's just like, now I've come to a point when they say nasty, rude things. I'm just like, I'm sorry for whatever's going on in your life that you feel like you have to be a troll and hide and say nasty shit to people that you don't even know delete your comment. I I delete the comments and I don't even acknowledge it because it's not worth my time because there's so many other people out there that need to hear this and that need to see this and to need to know it's okay. It's okay to be you and it's okay to stumble and fall if things don't happen how they're meant to happen. I mean, unfortunately, there's always going to be nasty people in the world and you just got to be like, bye, and then just move on with your life. I feel like that's, I mean, that's a lesson even I struggle to learn. You know what I mean? Like even, even though I feel like I've climbed all these maturity mountains, like that's something that's still really hard for me. And I think it's probably hard for a lot of people. Um, so I'm glad that we have, you know, people like you to 
teach us how, um, what do you wish you had done? I mean, you kind of answered this within the first question, but what do you wish you had done differently? Um, same kind of thing, just not been as scared to hurt people's feelings. I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. It was hard when people were hurt and like, well, how, or like why, or this or that. But when it comes down to it, that's the biggest thing I've learned. Like it's my life. It's my life. Like, you know, I'm going to see fit what I want to do and just, just do you just be yourself and whatever the heck you're trying to do. And just, because you are going to have those people in your corner, you're going to have those people not in your corner, but you're going to have those people that ride or die with you in your corner. And it just gives you that much more oomph to keep going and to keep doing and keep just being you. So do it. I love it. Um, okay. How has your tribe best supported you through this whole thing? Oh, like so much support. So for family and stuff, it's just been that family's been amazing. There's been some road bumps, obviously, with feelings being hurt and whatnot, which I get. It's family. Hurts are cautious. I think what it came down to is they wanted me to not get hurt, which I get protective. Um, but so much support. So much support, especially my husband. He's my number one fan and my children. I just love them. So much mad support. And then the online community that I've grown and come to love, and I'm not like some big, woo, I don't have the freaking swipe up feature. I'm not that cool. But like, yet, <laughs> yet, yet, yet. But just so much love and support from people that I've never even met. And I never thought that I would have, because of people that I have met randomly or have started to follow me and reach out to me it's given me more courage to reach out to like you when I reached out to you and was like, Hey girl, I don't know you, but can I interview you? That kind of stuff. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no. Okay. Move on with my life. Here we go. Find somebody else. And so that since the support of that community and the support of my like physical community, it's just giving me the belief in myself that I can like do it more because it's been so awesome. Obviously, like I said, you get your naysayers, but I've gotten to the point where it stings when they say stuff, but you're just like, you know what? It's on you, boo. Sorry, whatever. Your life's hurting. My life's not hurting. Love, prayers to you. Do what you need. Wash my hands of you. Uh, well, let, I mean, that's my next question. Let's talk about the naysayers. What What do you think is like the key or quintessential thing that people can do to hurt adoptees, to hurt people like you who are just trying to live your life and, and do you, so to speak? Some of the things that people say are really, really hurtful. And sometimes I don't think it's intentional, but sometimes I do think it is intentional. <sighs> Hate's a strong word and I don't like hate, but I hate when people refer to like my biological family is my real family. Mm. It's like, oh, you pump the brakes. My real family is my family that's here. Then my mom and dad that raised me. Um, things like I could never love an adoptive child the way that I would love a birth child. Oh, honey, you like found your spouse. They're not your blood spouse, but you love them wholeheartedly. What's the difference with like a kid? That's one thing that gets under my skin because love is love. It don't matter what the hell your family looks like. Love is love. And what even is the point of saying that to an adoptee? Like, what was the goal there? I, I honestly have no clue. I have no clue. And it's just, it's just, I honestly think it's a lot of uneducated things that people say just like and instead of saying like you know how come you were placed well why didn't they want you 
excuse me like <laughs> I already have security it's security issues this is obviously before I met her like I don't know why she didn't want me like just wording when it comes to it and so for people that I mean just be open if you have questions about adoptees or like even for adoptive mamas just be open about it and be like I don't want to word this wrong and if you do just be open to some maybe some harsh feedback from the person you're talking to like okay that's great but maybe don't word it like that because there are feelings involved and word it this way instead and you're learning and I appreciate you wanting to learn hearts yeah. have to be yeah. open both ways and with a lot of people that don't want heart open then it's just going to be hard and you just have to shake your head and say okay bye <laughs> I love that just bye bye <laughs> Maybe that's what my mom should have told me to say to mean kids in, in middle school. Cause like I tell, she always told me to say, so what? Like that was her, my comeback, which I still think is a good one, but yes. bye. Like, I love that one too. <laughs> Be a combo. That's what I'm trying to teach my son. Uh, okay. Last question here. What is your best advice or encouragement to adoptive mamas or adoptees in the trenches? I'll let you choose, or you can do both advice um see and it's so hard because I have come across some stories that are totally not mine some that are actually really heartbreaking um my biggest thing is to find out who you are stick to it like really take the time to learn who you are and love you for everything that you that you are and then figure out how to just like I don't know just be it and do it and don't be don't be scared to share and to talk about it and to stand up too if somebody says something that you're like mm, stand up and just be like I honestly don't have to be rude about it just be like you know what actually you know this and this and this and this and this and this and so I don't know just find out who you are and be true to yourself is the biggest thing that I can say and if you have to step on some toes while doing what's best for you obviously I'm not saying step on toes to be like a total asshole that's not what I'm saying step on sometimes you have to discover your happiness and who you are and like you just have to go for it you just plain and simple have to go for it and I know it's harder than it is and believe me this whole self-love journey of mine it does not happen overnight it's like still a journey every day but looking back even three years ago when I turned 30 to the woman that I was then to the woman now I'm just I'm just so damn proud of myself and I don't feel like a lot of people can say that and I want that for the world just do you be you and be proud of who you are because everybody's so beautiful and everybody has so much to offer to this world like that everybody's story needs to be told. love that like drop mic right (laughs) seriously that's amazing I like thank you just thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing your whole story with us like what a blessing that we get to hear from such a like kind and generous with her story adoptee I am so grateful I know all the mamas listening are grateful and tell us where we can follow along with you and your journey and your family and your adorable kiddos (laughs) well I am on Instagram um Melina K Rogers there you can find me on Facebook just Melina Rogers um, and then I have YouTube too. I don't know. It's just my name, Melina Rogers. And you can see, I have a lot more. That's where I kind of house all of like the adoptee videos that I'm doing that I've done with Alex. They're all on YouTube on my Instagram. And that's the way you can find me, but you can come join my crazy journey too. I'm just myself. It's real. It's raw. And I really am. I'm real raw. 
I don't hold back. So if you don't want to hear swear words, maybe don't follow me. <laughs> and I just keep it real because I'm not your ideal fit person or whatever. I'm a real mom bod. That's what it is. And I'm just striving to be healthy and strong and to show moms that you're beautiful no matter what you are. And you can be any size and be beautiful. You can be a zero. You can be a 23. And who the hell cares? You're beautiful who you are inside, not what you look like on the outside. Love it. I love it all. Um, okay. Melena and I are about to go have a really fun conversation over on Patreon. I always ask, uh, all my guests, a fun lightning round section reserved for Patreon supporters. So if you would like to hear that conversation, head to the adoptive mom slash Patreon. And, um, until next time, thank you so much, Melena, seriously. And everyone go give her a follow and just comment the crap out of her stuff. All of it. Thank you. Thank you, Alex.